Expectant mothers might pay heed to this helpful herb for morning sickness. Yes, indeed, cardamom shall surely serve for lovers from the west and east. This spice shall indeed inflame. Arousal and sexual needs, an aphrodisiac, we exclaim. For gushing waters and digestion, cardamom also clears the throat, while washing the mouth without a question. For love and mothers, we make note. Greetings! Welcome to A Thousand Serious Moves with Amanda Holstein. This is a comedic-ish podcast about mysticism and spirituality. On this season of A Thousand Serious Moves, we're diving into the mystical and practical uses of herbs and spices. I am a poet. I used to be a stand-up comedian, though I guess I could still tell a joke while standing up and that might qualify me as well. However, I consider this a lesser concern and I'm here to be of service. And on this podcast, so shall it be. Before we dive into anything else, if you would like to support this podcast, please um, there's many things you can do. One of them is you can leave a review on iTunes or Spotify. Uh, you could just click that five star or however many stars, uh, you would like to give. Um, you can also book a tarot reading with me by going to www.samantha.as.me. You can also purchase art from my Etsy shop at www.samantha.as.me etsy.com slash shop slash henael777 that's h-a-n-a-e-l 777 so consider supporting this podcast and also benefiting your life as well ding 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 this is a really piece together i'm okay yes hello welcome i'm inviting in my higher power i say holy guardian angel holy spirit Please speak through me, grant me a clear message to bring healing and whatever it is that I need to say that's going to benefit those who listen. So right now I'm drinking some chamomile tea, even though today's herb of the day is cardamom. Because, oh God, you know, I sure could use some relaxation in my life. I'm like... Jeez, I could basically just drink chamomile tea like first thing in the morning. It's almost like I don't even need coffee in the morning. And then I'm like, I guess some people do drink chamomile in the morning. Um, it's like I just need like an IV of chamomile. Um, I guess since I don't do Vanex. Hello, Vanex. That's Xanax you do in the back of a van. <laughs> okay. So laughing at my own jokes is always fun. Um, yeah, so it's like, I, since I don't do Vanex anymore or like Datarol, you know, it's like, it's funny as like, 
you know, having like a baseline of anxiety for so much of my life, it's kind of weird that I would choose Adderall, but you know, as my DOC, which is like code for drug of choice, but you know, I didn't really have just one drug of choice. I also liked, I did like Vanex. Um, I like to mix it with other, other drugs. Uh, you know, just trying to find that right cocktail, you know, just that sweet spot, you know, chasing that dragon. Um, you know, always chasing that dragon, like trying to seek pleasure and avoid pain. You know, this is like the human condition, right? Even today I was driving to Alpine to have coffee with a couple of girlfriends. And, uh, I was like, here I am seeking pleasure and trying to avoid pain. It's like, sometimes when I do that, I can feel the like dis-ease underlying that. It's like, you know, now that I'm not on drugs, I can feel what's going on in my body a lot more acutely. And I can't just like run away from it because then it comes out sideways. It comes out in like compulsive eating or trying to fix, manage, and control people, places, and things that I can't fix, manage, and control. I'm powerless over people, places, and things. No one, nowhere controls anything. And I know why I'm feeling a little bit on edge today is I have a few projects that are in the works and... You know, to do all this shit fucking clean without the use of drugs, it's got me, you know, it's got reality. It's like reality is like showing its teeth, the like hard edges of like straight up fear. Like, you know, it's funny. My sponsor, she was texting me as I was like working on this project earlier and she said, okay, it's time to list your fears and why you, why you have these fears. And I'm like, how funny that she would text me while I'm in fear about my fears. So I called her and talked to her about it because I don't have to sit in that shit anymore. I don't have to sit in those fears anymore and let them fester and control me. Fear is the mind killer, right? Isn't that what they say in that movie or book or something? I get everything. All my information I get secondhand. Well, not all, but Okay. So yeah, fear is the mind killer. Um, and it accumulates if I let it stay in my mind, but as a divine being, I don't have to stay in that fear. I can, I can release it. You know, that's why I feel so grateful that I have people that I can call and just say like, hi, I'm in fear. And then I got to write about it. I got to write down, I'm afraid of da da da. Because I fear that I'm not worthy. I'm afraid of rejection. I'm afraid of not being enough. I'm afraid that I'm going to be a failure and have to settle and compromise. And then I'll always be scraping by. It's like the fear just, it just goes on and on and on. And just like purging it, like talking about it, writing it down. It's like at least it then it kind of softens a little bit. Um, it does help. You know, that's something that helps me. Hey, instead of getting high, talk about your fucking fears and drink cardamom. Or wait, drink chamomile. 
bear with me on this podcast. I'm really going through it, y'all. But I didn't put out an episode last week because I was working a shit ton and I didn't have time. And so, yeah, I guess I don't have to explain myself to anybody, right? I heard don't justify, argue, defend, or explain. I don't owe anybody an apology for simply existing. I was going to read a little, just some poetry. I didn't write any poems last week, so I was going to read an old poem. I'm just going to like arbitrarily pick one here. I'm just like scrolling through this document I have. This one's called Holy Guardian Angel. A cross to bear. My soul's integration. Evolution. Supposition. And on to the next. Another moment passes in the night time. How dark it does seem with these busying bodies, classifications, and ideals. Free my heart, for I am lonesome as a dove. In faded shadows, a flower blossoms and passes away without notice. But still an angel prays for thee, and me also, O guardian angel. How to express what comes before creation, before the very word. You and I were always lovers, light of Sophia, with your dim reflection and how all material was made like and by your reflection. Reunify! We cry. Reunification. Separation. Why? 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 I sigh as I remember. I already know. Love. Love is always the answer, even when it is not. Remember, even when the waters run deep, I am with you always. So I wrote that poem for my holy guardian angel. It's just always a refreshing reminder that she's with me. It's this process of remembering the divine. This is this path of contemplation. My teacher said, Anytime you hear somebody tell a story about a spiritual experience that they had, he thinks to himself, oh, you poor bastard. Because I could chase a spiritual experience just like they chase the dope. Just that next hit. That next good feeling. Chasing pleasure to avoid pain. 
In the Psalms, it says that the light and the dark are both alike. There's a theory that I've heard that the darkness must exist in order to make the light known. That darkness and light cannot exist one without the other. They make each other known. How about this for a theory? How about this for the truth? The darkness and the light are the same. It's not that they're two separate things that exist in order to balance each other out. It is that the darkness is so fucking dark that it becomes bright and the brightness is so fucking bright that it becomes dark. And yet, here I am listening to Vince Staples trying to get that next fucking hit of dopamine just waiting for some man to fucking text me and tell me what it is that I want to hear as if it's not already within me right like the chasing like just like am I addicted to the chase like am I addicted to the head rush is it not already within Am I not already that? I'm that. Like, I'm already that. Remember? Oh, yeah, I forgot. There I go. I got to, like, keep remembering. Here's another poem. It's called Osiris Misguided. Two do not. One. Try to save anybody else. March 8th, 2020. What if I could redeem the world with a trail of ink? They say that, in a sense, it is true. So now I imagine a sunny day in a flowery city. Your buffoonery. I would almost be afraid to acknowledge if I had not learned for so long the power in acknowledging. Like, hello, yes, welcome discomfort, shaky limbs, death, decay. I say all this as one who has found no hope, no solve. But it is apparent that this is no typical handbook to the underworld. You know me. Texas, muddy waters, third coast. What does it mean? Vanity, vanity, vanity. We cannot take Texas with us into the next life, which is my only complaint about Texas. But I guess this life is good enough. There I go, waxing on about Texas again. What is time anyway? I suppose I could try to imagine it, but that feels empty. A lot of this has me making a rush of anxiety, feeling of complete despair, like I cannot seem to calm down. 
I never thought magic was real until they explained it to me in a way that made sense, something like patterns and unknowing. And maybe I am the only one who is new to these waters, but I am over here looking for my friends and damn we have seen better days. Or are they now? We are all looking inward. Backward. 2020. Judgment arises in my heart. I allow and release serenity what is my own part in it my own old friend control but i want to release and we will always love these timeless lessons of circumstance and synchronicity, like Americans laughing at British humor for the very first time. You know about the British Empire, do not you? The angels put us here. And now, face to face, I know in part, but not even in part. I know, I know. Praise God, I already know. I have a home, a refuge. Come, now, take refuge in the Beloved. All you without a home, displaced and cracked screens. I just tried to wind a watch, to no avail. This whole thing fucked itself last Friday. Did not you all hear about enlightenment? Or was that just a good idea that came to me once at a pool in Los Angeles, with no concern for the world out there? But that is not actually how it happened. We will not stop chattering until somebody does something about it, but it seems like everybody is in denial or under a spell. Our gods duly present themselves to us in familiar ways, or else why would we trust them? I'm seeing hints of the happiest I have ever been in my life. I shit you not. And not trying to jinx anything or anything, but like, what if everything really is okay. You have been liked to. You have been lied to, too. One more that I'm going to read that I read on one of the last episodes of 
what was it, season four, where I went through the magical and uses, practical uses of all 150 psalms. And I think I read this on one of the last episodes of that season, but I wrote it at just about this time last year, almost exactly a year ago. And it's just feels like it's time to reread it. It's entitled The Metaphysics of Good Vibrations. I cannot help it. How could I have known I chose the apocalypse? What if Christianity is right? What about human fallibility? How much do I throw out? The bathwater? Baptismal springs. My heart longs to remember better days before I cut the roof of my mouth with a peppermint and began to experiment with evil. How much of my life is really a choice, and how safe am I ultimately? Am I one of God's children, and do his angels protect me? Am I a prophet or an egomaniac? A fiend to bleed and explore the darkness? Did I disobey? Or do I regret existing at this very moment? Who is worthy to open the scroll? And when will Christ finally return? How long must I purge and burn? Does my God speak of abundance, steadfastness, testing, and times of trial? Am I God? I am drinking alkalinized water at my mom's house and asking God to show me the next move. Shall I remain unafraid or shall I shed 10,000 tears as I look up and declare or wonder how I ended up back home and where will I go next and how do I feel now? Are people having fun in Austin without me? And will I ever find love? How to stop a dog from crying? How do I return the bone? What do I say and why so much Fear, his mercy endures forever. The same old song I must remember as I daily wonder what it all means. Lord, 
My eyes are not lofty, nor my heart haughty. Neither do I concern myself with things too profound for me. Surely I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child within me. And now, Lord, what do I wait for? Theological debates or living in fear? Am I enough? Am I fearfully and wonderfully made part and partially of the body of Christ? Am I a millimeter messiah? Am I too a king, or why do I question my role or any old thing? All I want to do is write for you, since I am a magician after all. Another explanation or another pun-hidden mystery and wonder where I went wrong if I played with fire is not fire for the playing. As far back as I can remember, my father was very flammable, and my grandparents lived in a lake, fellow swimmers. How does one deal with uncertainty? How does one actually move ahead? The metaphysics of good vibrations, day by day and page by t page. I continue processing. My life is a journal and I, a terrifying author, seek justification, true adeptship. Truly, how do I serve but pen to paper? And does not everyone talk about their job from time to time? Justification in Christ. What does that mean when I strip it down? Is this a cross I must bear? Or is the joy of the Lord also my strength? Sometimes I wake up early in the morning, and sometimes fear puts me back to sleep. Sometimes it seems like I know so little, especially when I hear others jabber, and surely I can think of no response. Sometimes I worry about what other people think of me, and sometimes I pick roses in the spring. Maybe my heart breaks because our heart breaks as we awaken the body. Or is that just me? What then of external validation? What of acupuncture and next day shipping? What of when I heal, so does my family? Healing, wholeness, tearing away layers of mud and concrete to reveal a golden Christos, the slaughtered lamb. What an image! What a feast! This Wednesday is ash. 
Wednesday. And nothing has ever felt so appropriate. How do we move forward in apocalyptic times, but with old patterns, antiquated rituals, and where is my goddamn phone? How pure am I ought to live? If I am one exalted with the gods, am I justified? When will I know, or do I already? Does the blood of Christ cover a multitude of sins, including blasphemy and heresy? For no one living is righteous. And there is none who is worthy to open the scroll. Am I enough? What of the outside world? What other people say and think about me is none of my business, I say as I sip from a goblet. I once heard of someone impregnating water. Is that where mermaids come from? What of God-ordained doctrine? What happens then when I hear his name or pray to the Virgin Mary, Jesus Christ, or my holy guardian angel? I call forth now, you slayer of dragons, who is like God in heaven or earth? His eyes behold. The Lord tests the righteous. And there are many ways to interpret scripture. Or do we meet in the middle? Year zero or 2022? Shall the dead arise and praise you? Selah. For God is my refuge and my fortress, a very present help in times of trouble in clearly showing the errors of my ways. Thy will be done over and over. Ad infinitum and on to the next, I am safe and secure, surely surrounded, and boy, do I feel good without my phone. And with that, we are brought to today's herb of the day, cardamom. Would we consider cardamom an herb or a spice? I'd consider it an aphrodisiac. That I know about cardamom. Like, if you take nothing else from this episode about cardamom, no, it's a fucking aphrodisiac. And I can attest to this many times. I have made quite a few aphrodisiac teas, you know, why not? Especially now that I don't drink. Before vodka, you know, it's like vodka used to be my aphrodisiac. <laughs> it's like, now it's like 
okay tea is like herbs like so now you can understand why i'm doing this podcast on like herbs because it's like because i can't fucking shoot adderall at my ass anymore so what herbs can i take um hi welcome to a thousand serious moves with amanda Hosting. this is about god okay so cardamom is an aphrodisiac you can make it in a tea um i mean what goes good with cardamom like I'll, I'll give y'all a recipe for an aphrodisiac tea the more we get into some of these herbs and spices. But think about like some dried rose petals, some cardamom, some cinnamon, like a little bit of clove. You could make a tea with that. All you do is you just grind it up or just buy it like in a powdered form. You, could, you don't even need a tea kettle. You just boil water. Do it preferably on your stovetop because... When you microwave water or anything, it fragments the molecules. Um, and it's no way now. And whatever we take in, it's like we want to take in things that are more whole and complete. So just a suggestion to boil your water on a stovetop. I mean, shit, if you wanted to go full on magic, you would like say sweet poems and like sweet words into the water, into the tea. If you're really wanting to like spice up your night. And so you could just like you know, Psalm 45, Psalm 46, um, any kind of love poems or just like, I want you to fuck me so fucking hard that I come and I don't, you know, it's like, you could say shit like that too. And into the water, <laughs> you know, whatever it is, how, or whatever your sexual, like, I love you, sweetheart, you know, whatever your sexual style is, I guess you guys can kind of already tell what mine is. <laughs> I mean, you know, anyway, I liked it. Okay. So yeah. Um, so yeah, you can make an aphrodisiac tea or like if you make brownies for someone that you have a thing for, you could add a little cardamom in there and maybe whisper some sweet nothings or sweet somethings or some really aggressive whatever, um, into the batter as you're mixing the cardamom in. Cardamom in. Um, from the Herbal Healing Handbook by Sarah Dwin Greenleaf. Cardamom is a favorite for expectant mothers everywhere as it calms nausea and morning sickness. So it's like there's something very like feminine about this cardamom. And by feminine, I don't mean like, I guess, well, if it's your expectant mother, I guess it is the gender. But, you know, just like love and like, you know, fertility, like, you know, if, it, if it's an aphrodisiac to have sex and then it also helps the expectant mother. So it's like taking from the poison that got you pregnant in the first place <laughs> so yeah little cardamom helps expectant mothers if you're nauseous and have morning sickness maybe you could add it into your coffee or like into your oatmeal or just make like a little tea with um i don't know some chamomile and cardamom that sounds nice it's also great for digestion and helps clear and clean your mouth and your throat so i was gonna make another inappropriate joke um, <laughs> like, I know something else that will help clear that throat. So after having a tea of cardamom, and it also says, this is quite a statement. Anyone who likes cinnamon will love cardamom. Quite a bold, quite a bold statement there, Sarah Dwin, Green, Miss Greenleaf. Um, yeah, so cardamom aphrodisiac. It's good for clearing your mouth and throat. And also for expectant mothers. Take a bit of the poison that got you there in the first place. And then from the Encyclopedia of Magical Herbs by Scott Cunningham. 
Um, cardamom is associated with the planet, planet Venus, obviously. The element of water. And it says the ground seeds are added to warmed wine for a quick love lust potion. So there you go. So if you drink, you could just add some cardamom to your wine. Ooh, that sounds nice. Ooh. I'm getting, I'm getting fucking wet already. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. Okay. Um, there are also baked into apple pies for a wonderful amoratory pastry. Ooh, that sounds so nice, actually. Ooh, like a warm apple pie. Doesn't that sound sensual? Like a warm apple pie with some cardamom? Mmm. And you can also add it to your love sachet and incense. So if you're making a love incense or a mojo bag for love, add some cardamom in there, you bish. And then, <laughs> and then here's the poem for cardamom yet again. Thank you for listening to A Thousand Serious Moves. Make sure to subscribe and share with your friends. And also check out the show notes to book a tarot reading with me or purchase some art from my Etsy shop. Here we go. Cardamom. Expectant mothers might pay heed to this helpful herb. For morning sickness, yes indeed, cardamom shall surely serve. For lovers from the west and east, this spice shall indeed inflame. Arousal and sexual needs. An aphrodisiac, we exclaim. For gushing waters and digestion. Cardamom also clears the throat. <clears throat> While washing the mouth without a question. For love and mothers, we make note.